This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. If you love the Mark Podcast and you're looking for a place where you can study God's Word with your favorite Bible teachers and connect with other like-minded women and have a whole lot of fun while you're doing it in person, then you belong at a Lifeway Women Live event. Join us for one of our Lifeway Women Live events as we pursue Christ together. For details, visit lifeway.com slash lifewaywomenlive. Welcome to the Marked Podcast. I am Elizabeth Heidman, and I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, hey Kelly. Elizabeth. <laughs> if you have noticed that our audio sounds so much better, it's because <laughs> we have really great microphones in a new podcast studio, so I we're know. super happy about that. We're, we're very excited, and the funny thing is, is we've recorded a couple of episodes in here, and I don't know what order they come out uh, in. I think this is first, though. I think this was the I Okay. Think. Yes. Yes. But anyway, whenever you're hearing about this, we're still excited about our new studio. So we are. Um, we are very glad, though, today to have Adrian Camp on the Marked Podcast. Hello, Adrian. Hi. I'm so excited to be with you guys. Yes. Oh, we are excited to have you. Yes. Yes. So we had you on the podcast last year. We were talking all about Advent, um, but we have some new listeners. So give us an update. Tell us a little bit about you and your family and your ministry and just what's going on. In your world? Well, um, we're a family of five total, as in, so my husband, Jeremy, and I, and then we've got three beautiful kids, uh, Bella, who's 18, Ari, 17, and Egan, 11. I've homeschooled them for pretty much most of the time just because we travel a lot on the road. And so it just works really well for, for our family and the flexibility and all that stuff. Um, and since I chatted to you guys last, actually, my daughter, oldest daughter, came back from, she did a fire and fragrance DTS with YWAM. So she was oh, gone for yes. six months, three months in Norway, and then three months in Cambodia. So she's back. We survived. <laughs> well, what a change from yes. Norway, Norway to, to Cambodia. Cambodia. I, know, I, know, I mean, to pack, to help her pack, it was literally like packing for, I don't even know what degree weather to like, you know, somewhat summary it was crazy but she she did amazing it was life-changing and the lord did so much in her heart and then um our second ari just graduated from high school she's super ambitious and she it was her goal to graduate at 16 so she accomplished oh, wow. it three weeks before she turned 17 <laughs> wow. and then um egan our son is just amazing he's a is a basic ball of love i mean yeah anyone who knows him just knows he's just so full of love and our our family is we're really close we love jesus we love music it's always seems to be flowing in our family and um yeah so that's a little bit about us well, that leads us right into your study. Yes. Because when you talk about music and you think about a family that loves to praise the Lord, mm -hmm. 
there is no better place than going to the book of Psalms, right? So we see all these 150 different songs. And so you have written a study called, and it is, I'm going to make sure I get this right, as for me. I want to make sure I get that right. (laughs) I was like, am I saying that right? As for me. So tell us a little bit about the study and just a little bit about the hope that you have for the women who do this. Well, as, I mean, I think... Everybody loves the book of Psalms, and I think there's definitely a familiarity with it. And um, one of those things I think is just immediate. There's such a beautiful place of of intimacy, and so my my hope is that this will really just encourage women in their relationship with the Lord to um, to just seek Him no matter what they're going through. We see so many raw emotions in the Psalms, which I feel like gives us permission to know that. We don't have to have it all together. We don't have to have this perfectly manicured life in order to be able to come and really bring Jesus into the middle of all of that. And while the the title, as for me, was basically, as I was studying through the Psalms, the, the, those words just kept on, on kind of catching my attention and I'd read a little bit more and it would just pop out again at me and as for me, but as for me. And I started to notice um, the Psalmists and obviously, especially David, with just this sort of resolve that no matter what was going on around him, no matter whether it was good circumstances, bad circumstances or whatever, that he just had set in his heart to absolutely pursue the Lord and and push into his relationship with Jesus, no matter what. And I just felt like it, it felt like such a timely word for today. There's so much turmoil in our world, in our society, which is not new to history or to, to the church or the body of Christ, but I just felt like I wanted to be a part of sort of in a sense, just kind of reminding people like the most important thing is pressing into our relationship with Jesus. And so almost encouraging us to have this sort of like holy kind of stubbornness that we're not going to get distracted. We're going to fix our eyes on Jesus no matter what. And so that's kind of the heart behind it. Um, Just again, a call to further in more intimacy in, in our walks with Jesus. I love the phrase, a holy stubbornness. I I like that. As someone who is probably pretty stubborn, I like to think that sometimes it can be holy. Yeah, Yeah, we talk about holy discontent, but a holy stubbornness, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Just stand your ground and stand for what you believe. Exactly, totally. Especially against society. There's so many things that are are vying for our attention and so many things that are sort of demanding we, we say something about them or feel a certain way about them. And it's just almost that, like, I just want to purely have a love for Jesus that's un- unaffected by the rest of the world, you know? Yeah. And we talk a lot about like when we talk about theology, like first tier issues, second tier mm-hmm. issues. But I think those first tier issues, we're called to have a, a holy stubbornness about those. Absolutely. And like those we are not compromising. Completely. And so I love I love that phrase. I will start using that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit. I'll Yay. give you credit. But, <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, So the individual psalms in this book of the Bible, psalms, they cover such a wide range of emotions and topics, and you cover several different kinds of those in your study. Um, Was there one category of psalms that surprised you as you wrote the book or one that you found yourself inspired by during this season of your life? Yeah, actually, what was interesting is before I started studying the psalms, if you had asked me what I thought the majority of psalms would fall into, I probably would have said maybe praise Um, But as I was studying, I realized, I think lament, the lament Psalms, it covers about, I want to say about 70% of the book of Psalms. And um, that really blew me away because I felt like, I don't know that we focus on lament 
as a church as, as much as we should, you know? And so it was just sort of diving into all of what that might look like. And it might sound a little bit depressing in some ways, like, yay, I'm focusing on lamenting, you know? Um, but I think there was, again, this almost reassurance that we can come to Jesus and experience Him no matter what we're going through, um, that even in the hardest of hardest times, that Jesus is so, so, so very present. And to find out that it is so deeply biblical um, just brought so much reassurance to my heart. I actually, I just was blown away. I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, and I think it's a good reminder too that God can handle those mm-hmm. prayer requests. He can handle those songs of lament. And He yeah. can, we can go to Him when we're, upset mm-hmm. and angry and sad or even in the times of praise. So I think I think we often forget that. And we've been talking a lot about lament even on the podcast just because I feel like that's where our world is right now. We just came out of a pandemic. Um, there's just all kinds of disunity and strife and I think a lot of us are trying to look for ways to lament in ways that are helpful, that are holy that are good ways to lament because it's easy to get bogged down in that um, depression and the the badness of the world. But like you said, it is such a reminder that God is with us in the middle of the, I mean, we have a book in the Bible called Lamentations. Lamentations. <laughs> so it is not wrong to lament. And I think a lot of times we, we think that it might be wrong to, to dwell in those things. Um, but it's definitely something that we can always look to God to, um, to be there for us. And like you mm-hmm. said, he can handle it. He can so, handle it. He yeah. can. Yeah. And I think one of the other things, Adrian, that you do really well in this study is you really bring about Jesus, where we see Jesus mm-hmm. in the Psalms and talk about just why that's so important for us to to connect Jesus with the Psalms. Well, I think it was really one of the biggest, I guess, goals of mine. Because again, going back to there's so much going on in our world. There's so much that's distracting, so much that um, that is demanding our attention. And I'm not saying it's it's all bad. There, there's definitely certain battles we do need to pick up and fight. But I think the main thing for me is if we forget who our lives are centered on, if we forget the why of of why we're believers, I just I, I feel like we're we're going to miss the miss the point. And and really the the point of everything that is, is Jesus. It's a relationship with him first and foremost. It, it's being connected to him in, in relationship on an active basis, a daily basis where we're learning to apply scripture. And um, one of the things I even say in it is it, it's a challenge of like, you know, I've heard so many times like be in the word and stay in the word, but my challenge is, are we changed by it? Because if people are just in the word, but it has no effect on them, then again, we've missed the point. And the point is a greater depth of intimacy with Jesus. He is the point of everything. And so I think as well, sometimes we almost sometimes think of the New Testament as being mainly about Jesus. But it's when you start to really study the Old Testament, you see that everything is is pointing to him. Everything is about him. And again, that relationship that God is calling us to in Him to be so deeply rooted in Him. I even think about the Psalms where Jesus is, He's actually praying the Psalms when He's mm-hmm. on the cross, yes. and He uses that language. And we tend to not connect that sometimes, but yet it must have been so ingrained in Him. He knew the Word. He was the Word, mm-hmm. you know, and so He was 
giving that word back um, to the Father. So that's a beautiful picture of how Jesus uses the Psalms. Yeah, he actually quoted from the book of Psalms more than any other Old Testament book, which I thought was fascinating. And again, I think it was one of those things that I thought, okay, if Jesus applied this to his life and if he, you know, quoted from this and lived this out and 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 had all of this as a part of his life, then it's safe to say that that's what, what I need to emulate as well. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think about like some of the Psalms as we read through them, some of them are just weird. You know, <laughs> totally. I mean, there's just some yeah, things. I address some and of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you'll be going through and you're like, oh, yes, praise God. And then it's like, also, please feed my enemies to the dogs. Literally. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, what would you say to women who, as they come across Psalms like that, like how does that point to Jesus? How does that, what are we supposed to get out of those, Adrian? <laughs> as well, we you'll, read those you'll have to do the Psalms. study to find out. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, you know, the, the reality is this because I, <laughs> I really had to think through some of that stuff and um I really, actually, there is some really special things that I would love. I mean, obviously, I'm so passionate about the study, just all the things that God showed me. But I think some of those things is we we almost tend to think that some of that questioning or almost, in a sense, like challenging God is is wrong or we're, we're a little bit like, I don't know what to do with that. But while I was studying it, I just realized they're, they're still making an effort to have that communication with God. And so it's in a sense, it's an act of trust. So even though they're calling out to God, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Like do something about my enemies, you know, and they're using all these sort of drastic terminology, but they're still picking the issue with God and they're still like calling on his beautiful character to do something about it. And so it just, it, it dawned on me that a lot of this, as much as it feels weird, it actually was in a, stint, in a sense still relying on on the the character and the nature of God's justice and his compassion and his that almost sense in each of us when we know that something is wrong and we want God to do something about it right now um, and it is frustrating while we wait sometimes to be like God why do you let the wicked prosper why do you let these things happen but you'll see this beautiful shift in most of the psalms in fact all of the psalms except for one but um when there's that crying out, there's always this shift that it's, it's sort of that whole thing again of like, God, I don't understand what's happening. But then the shift happens when it's like, but I surrender to you and I trust in your unfailing love. And I know that you're faithful and I know that you're good. And I know that I will one day see God's hand of justice poured out. And so anyway, sorry, I could, I get so excited about this. I loved studying it so much, you know. Well, and yes. I think you what a good reminder for us uh-huh. that God is a God of justice. Yes, I think that is. we sometimes we cry out to God. We want justice. Mm-hmm. And isn't it good that God is a just and merciful God? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. In order for him to be truly loving, he has to also be truly just. Mm-hmm. Those two go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you and your family, you travel quite a bit. You do this for music. You just came off of Winter Jam. We were talking about that before we started recording. You do missions. So how do you see the Psalms crossing cultures and speaking to Christians around the world? Because you get a good view of Christianity in different cultures. Yeah, I think to me, the, the book of Psalms is, it's such a complete reflection. I mean, there's so many different elements there. There's praise and there's lament and there's imprecatory and there's there's prophetic psalms and there's wisdom psalms. There's so many elements of 
of how we can walk things out practically, um, no matter what culture you find yourself in. And I think obviously it being sort of written from a musical poetic side, it, it crosses, I feel like, cultures and, and boundaries that maybe some other books maybe don't, you know what I mean? Or, um, or they're easier to relate to because it's a, it's a lot more of an emotional book. So it's something that you're, you know, that anybody around the world will feel. It doesn't matter if you're in America or Saudi Arabia, or it doesn't even really matter that, that, I mean, a really scripture in general is so relevant to every season of life. Um, but I loved the, the gamut of emotions that Psalms does have of all these different varieties that can be applied to our life um, that I think is really, it's effective worldwide. Yeah. Are there any sort of phrases or particular verses or themes that you found that have a different or maybe a more poignant meaning in certain cultures? Um, I, I definitely think, I mean, again, not to harp on it, but I think that a lot of other cultures might relate a lot more to the lament Psalms. Um, especially I just, my heart always goes to the persecuted church or the underground church. I mean, people in other countries that in order to follow Jesus, it comes at a much greater cost than what we actually understand. And I know that, you know, our, I, I know that we feel like in America that we're starting to be a little bit more persecuted or challenged for, um, for Christianity and all of that stuff. But, um, I just, I think that we still have such a, a safe place in order to like on a church on a Sunday morning, if somebody wants to give their hearts to Jesus, they simply just stand up and, and it doesn't really cost that much. Whereas in a lot of other cultures around the world, in order to make that decision, you're taking your life into your hands. You're risking losing your family, your entire, like not just your immediate family, your, your whole entire family, you, you risk being excommunicated. And so I feel like the, the, the lament psalms um, and even those trust psalms probably would, would, that they would relate to maybe more than they could teach us a lesson or two perhaps on, mm -hmm. on what that really is like to walk in that, in that relationship with God, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah. And we were even talking recently, Kelly and I, with a group of people here about how um, lamenting as far as like grieving um, that isn't more popular more popular is the wrong phrase, <laughs> but you see that more in prevalent. That's yeah, the, that's the that's phrase, word I was looking for. Um, you see that more prevalently in other cultures a lot of times than you do in the United States or Western culture in general. We tend to cover it. Don't we, we? Yeah, yeah. We're very yeah. much like out of like away from us. We don't talk about it. We don't even, um, we used to have cemeteries like in church on church property, we don't as much anymore. I mean, you right. still find it every once in a while, but um, so we were just talking about what that disconnect does for us as a culture and how we like trying to kind of make that connection because when we're reminded of death, we're also reminded of life and we're mm -hmm. reminded that this world is temporary and what that could do for our spiritual walk. Um, and so I think that the lament Psalms come in there as well just to kind of remind us, like, yes, there's a lot here to lament, mm -hmm. yeah. but and there's our sin that we lament, okay. but one day we won't lament anymore. Yeah. And so the lament songs, in a way, kind of are temporary. Like, yeah, um, I, think, I think God gave us those words for us to give back to Him absolutely. as we do this. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think about that that psalm. I actually don't know which where it is, but it says, teach me to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. And I just think if we're living in reality, for one, that this is not our home. 
You know, there is, we, we're not living for the here and the now. So almost just having that reminder, like teach me to number my days and live out to the fullest of what God has for me here and now. Um, and it gives us humility and it gives us wisdom in order to make the right decisions or to respond the right way that we're living for a life that's much far beyond what we're experiencing today. So even in the tribulations, it's like, yeah, we're storing up these things for, for heaven and to see Jesus face to face. Yeah. Well, we want to also talk a little bit about behind the scenes. Yes. That's one of the things we love about our podcast is when we get to speak to our authors, we also kind of get to have some scoop. And there are some beautiful shots of you kind of on by the ocean and by the water in, in California. So do you have any fun stories or anything that happened while you were filming? Yeah. We well, we, on the beach, right? Oh, my goodness. Yes. A lot of it was on the beach. Um, we wanted to choose that kind of a setting because, for one, it's a lot similar to uh, where I was raised in South Africa. And so the team was kind of like, I think it would be super cool to kind of have that sort of tie-in. Um, but then as well, just have some a little bit more kind of just rugged and not harsh, but, you know, that we had some like graffiti walls and a couple of little things that we wanted it to have just sort of like an edginess to it as well because the Psalms kind of do it in parts, you know. But um, a couple of fun things is there were quite a few locations that not the not the beach locations, but some of the other ones that we filmed. That there's actually these trails behind our house, and um, and so we filmed them in some of the trails behind the house. So that was a lot of fun. And um, some of the guys, we we have um, some electric uh, an, an electric bike, and the the camera crew were loving. <laughs> cruising around everywhere and but yeah it was amazing I it was it was hot there was some really really hot scenes um just because of the sun which is a little brutal for me on one particular thing I mean my eyes were just watering like crazy and I was like I'm so sorry it's just like pouring and pouring (laughs) makeup's like melting oh my gosh yeah yeah. but I it was really beautiful and oh my goodness the, the first night actually we were on the beach scene at Sunset Cliffs which is in San Diego and um, it was the most beautiful sunset. I, we couldn't even believe it. It was just one of those moments where you're just like, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. This is so gorgeous. And like gorgeous sunrises. And anyway, it was fun. A lot of fun. Oh, that's good. Yes, and we used some of the photos from the shoot, like mm-hmm. in the interior of the Bible study and the on the cover. And so it's very, very pretty. And it all kind of goes together. And it just, to me, it just like sets the stage for yeah. Psalms, you know? That's right. And if you look yeah. at this month's issue of Home Life, we actually use some of the shots as well. Oh, and nice. so you'll, and she's actually, you're the cover model <gasps> for the July Home Life. I had heard Did that there might be that? a possibility, but I, I hadn't heard it was confirmed. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Add that to your resume. Wow. Yeah. You're oh, that's you're incredible. A cover model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It's beautiful. Well, Adrian, this is your first Bible study. So what are some things that maybe surprised you about the experience and what delighted you about getting to write a Bible study? Oh, you, for one, uh, I'm like, where do I even begin? Well, I will say this. It was unbelievably difficult. I seriously admire so much anybody who's written a Bible study. There is so much work that goes into it. I mean, and even for me, of course, i such an overachiever decided to take the whole book of, book of Psalms instead of just one. <laughs> right. I don't know what I was thinking, but then I was like in too deep, you know, I'm like, maybe I should text Lifeway and tell them I'm changing my mind. <laughs> but, um, you know, for, for me, there was so much studying and prep that I, because I wanted to be accurate theologically and I wanted to hear what the different 
voices in church history said about the Psalms, I was doing so much more studying about a bunch of stuff that wouldn't even, it wouldn't even make it into the study itself. And I feel like I, I just, I have the hugest amount of respect for anybody that writes a Bible study because it is a significant amount of work. Um, but the flip side of that is as hard and as stretching as it was, I, I loved it. So, I mean, my mom said to me, I told her that I might have an opportunity to write again. And she's like, I thought you were miserable. And I was like, it's <laughs> kind of like having a baby. You know, yeah. you're like, there's these moments that you're like, this is, the, this is so painful. And then you hold the baby in your arms and you're like, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> right. But um, again, I felt like the richness of the Psalms and the things that I learned and what I was challenged in, even in my own walk, I, it was such a gift to me. And it's still a gift to me. I mean, I actually, I don't know if this is weird or not, but I want to do the study again myself and just go through it again and just see what else. I don't know. I just feel like it was almost as much as I am creating a Bible study, hopefully to be shared with so many other people. But I really feel like it was a gift that God gave me in it of just this call to his presence and his kindness and and all of that stuff. So I feel like I'm, I'm richer because of it for sure. Just in my heart in so many ways. I think that's the beauty of when you are either the teacher or you're the writer, Mm -hmm. is that you're the one who is blessed the most, you learn the most, and you just get so excited because you just want to say, okay, everybody, I want you to know what I found out, what I learned. (laughs) And if if I'm writing even just a blog or something, I'll be like, wow, did, like, I figured this out. Like yes. There was something here. <laughs> yes. And you do. You just want to share it. So I think that's that's a beautiful part of that. Yeah, it was incredible. I loved it. All right, Adrian. we have the question. We've asked you this before. Um, so we're going to just maybe ask you um, about the marked question. So we want to know, how did this study of Psalms mark you in your walk with Christ? Oh, man, I think it's been life-changing. I feel like... I feel like what I've been experiencing just lately in my relationship with the Lord that has really just been marking me big time is just the generosity of God and how He He doesn't hold anything back from us. That if we have any ounce of willingness, even the smallest amount, He just meets us in such depth and richness and beauty. And it literally makes me want to just ball my head off. I just, it's just those moments where I just feel like, God, you're so overwhelmingly kind and generous towards us. Um, and it's just, it's incredible. It's humbling. Um, yeah, I guess it's, of course, my response is just that. And it's just like the Psalms. It's like my heart just is overwhelmed and, and it's just like overflowing with, it just makes me want to go, Lord, you're so worthy. Like it is all about you. It's all for you. And there's nothing else really that matters. Well, we're so thankful for you, and we're thankful that you did write this study. Yes. So we definitely want our listeners to check it out, to go to LifeWay.com or where they buy their Bible studies. As for me, you want to find it, and you want to maybe plan to use that this fall even would be yeah. a great time to go through it. So thank you, Adrian, for being such a, a great new author for us. We're excited thank to introduce you. you to the Bigger LifeWay family. Thank you. I'm so honored, seriously honored and humbled to be on the team. So I love you guys. It's been incredible working with LifeWay and everybody I've met. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love everybody. <laughs> uh, we hope so. We hope we, it's a good experience. We love you. Everybody, <laughs> every time your name comes up, everybody's like, oh, I love Adrian. Oh, <laughs> I feel the same way about you guys. <laughs> it's a good relationship. Yes. Uh, well, Well, thank you listeners for joining us this week. And we do want you to check out As For Me. And we hope that you'll come back next week. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time.